Welcome to It's All About Connection, NVC with Dr. B. So today we are addressing another listener question. And the question is, what do you do when you've got kids and you have to get them places on time and maybe they're being resistant or they're tired and you just don't think you have the time or maybe feel you have the patience in the moment to give them empathy? So uh, yeah, Qualler basically said that often in the morning, her daughter doesn't want to move very fast and she tries to give her empathy and she tries to help her out. But then after a while, she's like, F this. I have to get your little butt to school or I have to get your little butt to taekwondo. And yeah, enough with the empathy. We're just moving on. What do you do in a moment like that? And what would you do? Would you slap the kid silly, Heather? Yeah. I mean, that sounds about right. Um, <laughs> I think it seems like my answer is always self-empathy mm-hmm. or, yeah, you know, getting empathy from someone else. But I don't know. Yeah. I mean, if you have the time to slow down, it seems like you save that conversation for a time when you have time. That's true. I'm wondering what you think, if this person could give herself empathy in the moment, what do you think some of her needs might be? Some of her needs might be for effectiveness mm-hmm. and maybe something around productivity, communication, cooperation, being cooperation, ease. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm guessing somebody that really wants to do empathy and wants to learn this and wants it to be like effective with their kid really wants to have like a different way rather than a power over process and making somebody do something. They really want to know that there's a way that they can get some level of cooperation without it having to be like coercive. That's my guess is this person really wants to figure out something that probably meets her needs for kindness more so. But how do you have kindness and cooperation? Like, can you actually do that? It's a hard thing to balance as a parent or as a teacher. How do, how do you get that to happen. And I think your point is well put, like it probably doesn't happen maybe right there in the moment, but it happens in other conversations. Yeah. So maybe in the moment, if you have time, you can quickly check in and give yourself empathy. And then later when you have a moment, you can have a conversation. Right. And this could be one of those situations where if you know, it's the kind of thing that happens over and over again, you can do in NBC, John Kenyon, one of My great teachers used to, and probably still does this thing called intensity practice, where you get someone to trigger you outside of the situation. You get practice on the thing that triggers you and you notice what you're feeling and you allow yourself to feel that thing fully. And then you notice what needs are alive for you. And then you decide which way you want to go by expressing or giving empathy or something else. You practice it ahead of time so that when you're in that situation, you don't have as big a reaction in that situation, you can navigate a little bit easier. So that's one thing that people can do is practice up on their triggers before they're in those trigger situations. Of course, as a parent, probably don't have a whole lot of extra time to do that kind of work in reality. So yeah, the other thing I think that is helpful is have the conversation beforehand or after at some other time when you're not in that moment, can you talk about those kinds of moments? and the impact of those moments on you and making some requests. So can we role play that a little bit? Sure. So you're my kid. So Heather, I'd love to chat with you a little bit about our mornings. 
Are you open to that right now? Okay. And remember, play this out as if you're pretty young, like five or six. I'll do my best to remember what it's like to talk to a five or six-year-old. So I'm noticing, like this last week on Thursday, when I tried to get you up, I went to your room probably four times and asked you to get up out of bed before you got up out of bed. And you got up out of bed on the fourth time after my tone of voice, I know for me, felt more intense. And when that happened, I was really, really frustrated and upset. And I would so like there to be some more ease. Yeah, mommy would like to have more ease in the morning. And I'm wondering what you're hearing. Mm, You get frustrated and upset with me when I don't get out of bed after you ask me to a number of times. Yes. And I'm wondering, how is it for you to hear me say that? How are you when I say that? I don't know. I'm just, I'm sleepy and I don't want to get up. Yeah. So it's really, really hard for you to get up because you're sleepy and you just want some more understanding around that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm wondering what there is that we can do when you're sleepy and I have a need for cooperation. And even I want to make sure I'm a good mom. Like there's rules around having to go to school and get you to school. And I could flat out even be in trouble if I don't get you to school. Did you know that? No. Yeah, it's true. It's really, really true. So it's real important. And plus the fact that I personally think it's important for you to go to school because, you know, don't you like to learn about reading and writing and you want to get all those things, don't you? Yeah, I like it. Mm-hmm. I just don't like having to get yeah, up so, so early. I know. I wish you didn't have to get up early too. Trust me on this. I'm wondering, is there something that we can do, some plan we can put in place so that I don't have to keep coming into your room so many times and get frustrated and then get to a point where I'm yelling towards you? I'm wondering if you have any other ideas on how we can work this out. Maybe if we make it fun. Make it fun. Okay. What would that look like to you? Dancing. So you want me to put on some music when I wake you and dance. That would help? Yeah. Okay. I'm willing to try that. And I'm also wondering if you know how it would be for you if you don't get up and I start yelling, how is that going to be for you? It'll probably be hard for me, but I'll try to remember this conversation, even though I probably won't because I'm five and... I don't really have a sense of understanding for other people yet. So, well, and I just want you to know that, you know, I'm going to say this now and you may not remember it when the time comes, but I really don't like yelling and I really don't like getting to that level. And sometimes I don't know what else to do. And I just want you to know that, that it's even, it's hard for me when we get to that point and I don't enjoy it and I don't want to show up that way because I do want you to have some safety and feel safe here in our house but I really just don't know what else to do. So I'm open to ideas, all right? And in the meantime, I'll try to put on some music and dance. And if I end up having to yell, I'm wondering whether you'll just maybe have some understanding about how frustrated I am. I'll try. Okay, thanks. I'm five, and (laughs) I just, the only frame of reference I have is myself. I only think about myself. So I'll try and think of you, But honestly, it's probably not going to happen because I want what I want. And that's all there is in my world. Yeah. And there's probably a lot of truth to that, too. And the good news is we're not doing role play at the moment, but (laughs) speaking to our listeners, the good news is 
you are going to grow up and you are going to have more capacity and you will have had these conversations over time. And after a while, I think it will start to click, especially if you continue to have these conversations in a place where you're really seeking some ability to have requests and work towards your needs and my needs knowing that sometimes I might have to resort to just doing what I think I need to do as your parent. And then we always have the do-over to come back and have the communication to talk about what happened, what were my needs, what were your needs, what are some things that I regret in the situation, what are some things you regret in the situation. And I've just found that over time, as a parent, if you have those conversations, rather than just always you need to do what I'm telling you to do. And that's all there is to it. There's a certain amount of trust that gets built. And then when demand energy comes into play, there's a lot more understanding around it and a lot more willingness to do it rather than have resistance. Got a little crash What's course it? on child development and parenting. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't know about that. It's been a long time, a long, long time. But I know the communication is key. And I also know like what this caller said, sometimes in the moment you do not have the time for it. There is often time in other parts of your life where you can have those communications. And the more that you have, I think the better it ends up being in the long run. That's all I got for you. All right. Well, thank you all for listening and stay tuned for next week. And don't forget to call in 850-706-0488. You've been listening to It's All About Connection, NBC with Dr. B. For more episodes and guest bios, please visit us at www.thebigbmethod.com. That's www.thebigbiemethod.com. And remember, empathy first.